Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. We ain't nobody's fool. No. We shaking up the Amanda Seals show. I'm Amanda Seals. And I'm Nails. Good morning to you. Do I sound chipper? <laughs> yeah, you do. You sound very chipper. You, you now, had a good I night you? last night, didn't you? Exactly, because I told you, I said, Nails, I I told all y'all, I'm just going to take these 24 hours to like lament and then I'm going to move forward because that's what I do. And honestly, as we saw the election unfold and we saw on Wednesday just all of the continued results coming in and, you know, looking at the bigger picture of things, you start to realize that actually, like, this wasn't as bad as it could have been. And I know that's mm-hmm. a low bar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's a yep. low bar. Yep. But it wasn't a red wave. It was more of like a red trickle. And we're going to talk about that in Black Eerie News coming up this hour. We're also going to talk about what I can't even believe we have to talk about because I can't even believe it happened, but seven fires were deliberately set around Jackson State University in Mississippi, including churches, on Election Day. So we're going to talk about that, as well as an Apple employee who stole $70 million. Uh, Damn. And I, I definitely want to talk about how that went down. <laughs> we're also going to talk about Jay-Z and Jeff Bezos coming together because that's an odd couple, and they're about to buy an NFL team. Stay connected with us 24-7 on all socials at Seal Said It. Or you can call us up, 855-AMANDA-8. That's 855-262-6328. It's the Amanda Seal Show. Welcome back to the Amanda Seal Show. It's Amanda Seals here. And I'm Nails, and we got to recap this election stuff. I mean, honestly, it's so much information, right? Like, I think when you start to really care, you realize how much levels there are to this because there's, of course, the House and the Senate and Mm -hmm. dealing with that. But then you have your governors and you have your state senates and your state houses and you deal with that. Then you have all of like the laws and legislation and propositions that were going on in each state. It's a lot to consume. It's a lot. Matter of fact, on election night, I'm telling all the listeners right now how we were set up on election night. Election night, me and Amanda and, and our, our guy Cole, we were watching the election results like it was the NFL draft. Like we were literally like watching, like, oh, okay, so and so's, okay, okay. Like we were literally watching it like the draft. And it's, it is uh, information overload, but it's good information, though. It really is. I, I think it's just that. Once you start really getting into the depths of of your civic awareness, you understand that there is more, way more than the president and even way more than the House and the Senate. And all of this makes up this country that we are all of a part of. So Mm -hmm. let's talk about how this election went. Democrats actually did okay. I think there was a very big expectation and we had talked about it, how like media was really painting this picture that it was about to be the red wave. I felt like we were about to be living under, you know, some like fascist uh, theocracy because that's really what they were pushing. But you know what? Democrats not only did okay, they actually like won some seats that people really thought were going to go to Republicans. And uh, Fetterman is a great example of that here in Pennsylvania. He held off Dr. Oz and got that Senate seat. And by the way, he did that as a like very recent stroke patient. So that also just goes to show like this is, this man is sharp. In Maryland, Wes Moore is the second black governor in American history. Second black governor in American 
history. So let's wow. Okay. Wow. Process that real quick. Wow. I thought it was just for the state, but then I just realized that when you said that, I'm like, wow, mm-hmm. wow. We're still living in history. There you go. Now in Wisconsin, uh, oh. <laughs> in Maryland, Westmore is the third black governor in American history. In American history. Not That's, Maryland, American history, just the third. There's 50 states. But that's still amazing, though, to be living in this historic moment right now. But still, in 2022, we're still talking about the first and the second and the third black person uh, to do something. You know, uh. Anywho, <laughs> Wisconsin, Mandela Barnes, unfortunately, lost to racist and insurrectionist Ron Johnson, who went out of his way to use racist tropes against his opponent. So if you go into Wisconsin, just know you going amongst a bunch of people that voted for somebody who was racist AF. All right. Mm-hmm. So yep. the cheese yep. heads is smelling of racism in Florida. No surprise. Ron DeSantis won by 20 points. Marco I don't want to talk about Florida and Texas. I don't want to talk about Florida and Texas. I'm trying to keep my energy up. Uh, but in Colorado, crazy kook Lauren Bobart. It's stuck in a tight election that's too early to call, but the fact that it's a tight election is also very, very positive, and we're hoping that at the very least they get sent into a runoff. Too early to call in Nevada, too early to call in Arizona and Georgia, where Warnock does have a slight lead over Herschel Walker, but they're probably going to get forced into a runoff too. And, and, and what blows my mind is that people actually voted for Herschel Walker. We're talking about Herschel Walker, man. The man probably didn't even know if he was red or blue on election night. He was probably, hey, you're doing good, Herschel. Oh, I am? What color am I? This is not surprising. I would not be surprised if that was the case. Herschel Walker, you know, um, he is Uncle Ruckus realized. <laughs> Moving forward. Actually, you know what? Uncle Ruckus is too smart, so I don't even know. Herschel Walker, good luck. Good to see you. Uh, we <laughs> shall see what happens with that. But we also have coming up each hour a lot of updates on election results and other Things that happened in this election. So I want to keep y'all abreast because I know it's a lot to take in. In other unfortunate news, uh, someone set suspicious fires at historically black Jackson State University in Mississippi on the night of the election. Uh, There was at least seven overnight fires that were confirmed by officials and at least two of the buildings set ablaze were churches. Another one of the fires broke out on Jackson State University's baseball field. Wow. Um, Listen, this is not something that was not done on purpose. You know what I mean? I feel like this mm-hmm. is them, somebody, whoever set this, whomever sent th- set these fires, sending a message. We already know Mississippi is racist AF and yep. continues to be. And, you know, the Patrick, uh, sorry, Patrick Armand, the assistant fire chief for the Jackson Fire Department said that he has been there for 30 years and that this is a major occurrence. Yes, Captain Obvious, it is a major occurrence. And isn't Jackson still going through a water crisis as well right now, too? Listen, Jackson is absolutely going through a water crisis. Uh, Mississippi in general is in crisis. Where is Brett Favre? Why isn't he being charged? I I feel like we're going to talk about that a little later. But, you know, I I just want to say that I don't think people 
really take seriously how much racism still exists in this country. I see Mm -hmm. in this election that happened, I saw so many black folks that weren't centering their blackness as a part of their political uh, priorities. And they were basically operating in this mindset that, you know, that is like on like rung four. Really, they're looking at economics or they're looking at, um, you know, these other things that they think are more important. But ultimately, racism is still at the root of this country's mm-hmm. ideology. And so it's going to reach up and snap us on a regular basis. And here we see it showing up at Jackson State. I wish that, uh, you know, the students, I hope that they feel our sense of unity and community and they're going to need it in dealing with this. So there you go. Nails, have you ever <laughs> worked with someone who was stealing from the job? I mean, like little simple things like what? Trash bags and, and cups and stuff, but not like <laughs> major things. We well, mean major things like $17 million. Coming up next, we will discuss an Apple employee who got the bag and then got nabbed. We'll talk about it right here on the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Welcome back to the Amanda Seal Show. It's Amanda Seals here with. And I'm Nails. Happy Thursday. Happy Thursday. Now. This guy, (laughs) listen, a former Apple employee pled guilty to scamming Apple for $17 million. Apparently, he was defrauding them for over seven years. Now, here's my thing. You got greedy because I'm like, you're doing the job for seven years. You could have stopped a year four. And been good <laughs> with four million, but she was like, "Nah, they ain't gonna catch me," and kept going. I'm just wondering, like, how seventeen million dollars? At first, when I first heard this story, I was like, "Okay, did he take money or did he take actual products from Apple?" Because you know their products are expensive after they add up. <laughs> Facts. So basically, he did both. Uh, he admitted that the fraud involved taking kickbacks inflating invoices, stealing parts, and causing Apple to pay for items and services never received. Like basically, he would have like Apple components shipped to an outside vendor's warehouse where they were repackaged and eventually sold back to Apple. Really, they should just, you know what? They should hire him. Like honestly, because he's brilliant. <laughs> this is brilliant. Hey, they need to move to a whole different department. <laughs> Listen, this is like, catch me if you can. They were like, you know what? We got you. You done scammed us all over this world, but we gonna hire you as a part of the feds to find other scammers because this guy right here Prasad who is 52 so he been living his best life throughout his whole midlife crisis oh my gosh 17 million dollars from and and it's easy for them to miss this money because Apple is a trillion dollar company so you know well he's gonna be sitting in jail um, but you know, it's a white collar crime, so he probably gonna have a good ass time in jail. He's probably gonna get it patted on the back because they're gonna be like, "Oh man, you, you did it, bro, you did it." <laughs> now coming up next, a hip hop legend and one of the world's richest men are partnering on a historic opportunity. I don't really care about it, but I think you all will. So stick around <laughs> right here to the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. We're back right here at the Amanda Seals Show. It is your girl, Amanda Seals. Hanging out with nails right here. So we got some black hair news for you. Jay-Z and Jeff Bezos have teamed up. Not to do a record. 
<laughs> no, a couple. <laughs> they're, they're not doing um, Bonnie and Clyde part two, but they are teaming up to buy the Washington Commanders. Apparently, Jay-Z has his eyes set on buying the NFL's Washington Commanders, and um, he's partnering with Jeff Bezos, who's willing to put up like a lot of bread. How? Why? Well, because the Commanders are a six billion dollar team. Yeah. Six and, and, billion and, and, dollars. This is real interesting because remember, Jay-Z, this, he's not a stranger to the sports world. Remember, he owned part of the Brooklyn Nets when they became a franchise in the NBA, ended up selling his part of the ownership there. And then he launched his Rock Nation uh, sports agencies. Now, this is the interesting part. Now, if he ends up getting part of the ownership of the commanders, will he have to end up giving up the Rock Nation agency portion of it? Because it would be a conflict of interest, right? I mean, I guess, yeah, that would make sense. But I don't, I wonder, I mean, let's be real. They always find a way around things when it's about money. So (laughs) (laughs) there's that. I mean, and the the team itself is like in dire straits because the owner, Dan Snyder, is like got all these financial scandals. He had a sexual harassment scandal. So, you know, he's out the dough. Jay-Z, Jeff Bezos trying to come in. I mean, we'll see what happens. I got to tell you, honestly, I don't care. I don't care. But I feel like that was something that you guys would care about. And I am a benevolent host. Well, when we come back, I got to tell y'all about some interesting election results, like the fact that some people don't want marijuana decriminalized. I'm going to tell you where those people are at so that you don't go there. And make sure you follow us on all socials, by the way, too, at Seal Said It. Or call us up, man. Pick up that phone. You probably already got it in your hand right now anyway. 855-AMANDA-8. That's 855-262-6328. Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. What's up, y'all? It's the Amanda Seals Show. And as promised, each hour will give you some interesting results from Tuesday's election. Now, elections have consequences. So, for instance, the decriminalization of marijuana has been happening across the country. But not in Arkansas. Not in North and South Dakota. Why? Why? Would people be like, nah, we still want that to be an issue? In 2022. That doesn't make any sense to me. I can see why, like, cops may want that or why there'd be some desire to try and use a tax type of... I guess I can try and and concoct a reason why politicians may, but, like, the people who are voting chose to keep marijuana as a criminal issue in Arkansas, North and South Dakota, which, by the way, you know they're smoking in Arkansas. Absolutely. Bill Clinton seemed like he'd been smoking since the 90s. (laughs) <laughs> and he is full Arkansas. Then you have North and South Dakota, which they're just real mountain, you know, home on the range. That, that's a hippie's paradise right there. Get up in the mountains and just roll a big joint, roll a fatty and, and, and blur the and spiff, man. And some bison. Yeah. <laughs> some so, bison. Damn. <laughs> so I don't know why that is, but you know what? It is what it is. And you can go to Maryland and smoke your ganja because guess what? It is free reign. Legalize it. Legalize it. <laughs> we will have more of the Amanda Seals show next, plus some more interesting results. Hit us up on all socials at Seal Said It. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. We ain't nobody's fool. No. We shaking up the system. Rewrite unwritten rules. Oh, come on. We speak the world on this. 
love my little song. I really <laughs> I love it too. I love it too. Hey, shout out to those who came before us because this is going to be one of those songs. I remember growing up when we used to listen to Tom Joyner and everybody yeah. was like, oh, oh, oh. And it was, oh, oh, oh. It's such a, now we going to be saying we up. Everybody's going to yeah. be singing that. Yeah. That's, yeah. Really, that's like really what I'm going for. I want y'all to be like, we up, we up, we up. Welcome, y'all. This is the Amanda Seals Show. I'm Amanda Seals. Good morning. DJ Nails holding you down. We're going to continue to hold you down this hour. We got some Black Grid news for you. We're going to talk about how Hall of Famer NFL's Brett Favre, who has already been accused of stealing funds in Mississippi, got another scam going down. He needs to sit down somewhere. Also, uh, your man's, the he who shall not be named, but is also a mob boss president, actually threatened Florida's Governor Ron DeSantis about running in 2024. And it was a very, like, serious threat. We also have an update about College Karen. Okay? So we got a lot of mayonnaise going on in this next Black Year at News. So stick around to hear about how College Karen is dealing with having people realize that she is a full racist when she's drunk and sober. When we come back, we also got your big up let down. So we'll give somebody props for some goodness and blows for some whackness. We will discuss all of this and more. Make sure you stay connected with us too, man. 24-7 on all socials at Seal Said It. Or you can call us at any time. Our guy Supreme is answering the phones even when we're not on the air at 855-AMANDA-8. Again, that's 855-262-6328. It's the Amanda Seals Show. What's good, y'all? It's Amanda Seals here at the Amanda Seals Show. Good morning. It's Nails right here. So let's get into this Black Eared News. Now, I told you we got a lot of mayonnaise to cover. First of all, Brett Favre. <laughs> your man's down in Mississippi stealing welfare money and by the way, while everybody was focused on Kanye talking about all types of stuff that really is just like in his own little world, he should have been mm-hmm. talking about Brett Favre being held accountable. He should have yep. been talking about the real things that are impacting real people in real ways, not just what's impacting him. But that's my own rant that I just got on. Let me digress. <laughs> Brett Favre has another scandal, Nails. He has another that- scandal. Um, basically there is a court filing that says that this drug company is basically being charged with exaggerating the effectiveness of their drugs to help CTE. You know, CTE is of course, uh, the situation that happens when NFL players get affected by this greatly because of the severity of and consistency of concussions. So two of this guy, Van Landingham's Florida based companies, Prevacus and Pressel MD are alleged to have received more than 2.1 million in Mississippi funds that were earmarked for welfare families. So we're still in this Mississippi situation. And he also is getting charged with his company lying. And then who's in the mix of this? Brett Favre, because Favre invested in these medical companies. Now, I just wanted you to know that the whole plan is that these medical companies are supposed to have a nasal spray and a cream to treat concussions. I was just going to ask that. How, how was that going to treat concussions? I mean, I might, I'm not a doctor or anything. I'm, but. I'm with you. That just sound dumb to me. I don't, uh, maybe we just don't know enough about the science, but clearly they didn't know about enough about the science either because folks are saying that, nah, y'all little projects cannot do what you're claiming it can do. So again, Brett Favre is a scam artist and, uh, you know, some people are multi-talented. He can throw a football and he can throw people off the trail because I don't think he's going to get in trouble. Do you? No, I don't. Because honestly, just think about it. I mean, the man just he got caught stealing welfare money in this first case. And he actually doubled down and said he felt like he did nothing wrong and still not any consequences for it. So 
you know? Yeah. Surprise. Well, not a surprise. And you know what? It's a trend because in this next story, these two fools, they do the same thing. I like to call these types of interactions mayo messy. Yeah. So your <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the former president, uh, number 45, warned Florida's governor, Ron DeSantis, off of running for the White House in 2024. He basically said that he would hurt himself very badly were mm. he to do so, which sounds mm. like a mob boss threat. Like, yeah, yeah, definitely. It's Ron DeSantis. Definitely. I mean, he's in Florida, so he's not going to get a severed horse head in his bed, but he would get like a severed gator head in his bed, well, maybe. Let me tell you, I, you know, I'm not a DeSantis fan myself being a Florida man, but you might want to think twice before you threaten a Florida man and yeah. you're living <laughs> in Florida. Like, It's fair. It's fair. I mean, they're both off their rockers. They also both have cult followings. Uh, Mm -hmm. You know, my mom lives in Florida. There's a house in her neighborhood that has so many DeSantis flags around the house that you're like, is this a headquarters for this man? Like, what is going on? But we're going to see what happens because I don't think DeSantis is the kind who's going to like back down simply because he's being told not to. He seems like actually someone who will do the opposite. You know, I feel like DeSantis is actually a more... um smarter Trump, to be honest. And the man will literally fight for whatever he wants. And I'm just loving this whole inter, uh, inter-Republican argument that's going on in front of everybody so we get to see what's going on over there. I am the Michael Jackson GIF eating the popcorn. Okay. <laughs> facts. Facts. <laughs> now, evidentially, there's a treatment program for people caught being racist. Mm-mm-mm. You want to know what that entails? Well, you got to stick around because we're going to discuss it next on the Amanda Seals Show. Follow us on all socials at Seals Said It and log on to theamandaseelshow.com. The Amanda Seals Show. We up, we up, we up. Welcome back, y'all. This is the Amanda Seals Show. I'm Amanda Seals. And I'm Nails. I love how you just saying, welcome back. <laughs> Off the air. She Ooh. was singing, y'all. She was singing before. Yeah, you heard me. I was hitting some of them runs, right? Nails can sing, y'all. Let me find out Nails is in Drew Hill Part 7. Okay. Nah, hey, I can hit that tell me that tell me hop. That was more Jodeci. My fault, y'all. My fault, y'all. Okay, so wait. We got to talk about college Karen at Kentucky. Say that 10 times fast. Uh, so mm. we told y'all about the story about this young woman who was inebriated, but nonetheless was using the N-word all crazy, and she was attacking a black student at Kentucky, at University yeah. of Kentucky. She was since arrested and it turns out that the next plan for her is that she's going to withdraw from the university today or tomorrow she's very embarrassed and humiliated but apparently she's going to get help she's going to seek treatment for treatment for her alcohol or for her racism so nails i want to know like what what do you feel what is the treatment for getting caught being racist like is it watching roots you know like i don't i'm just is is it like someone like making you like strapping you down and forcing you to listen to malcolm x tapes like we didn't land on plymouth rock plymouth rock landed on us i bet i bet she might claim she got black friends too she absolutely she's like i like her black friends are like writing appeal letters I mean, maybe they're going to use like a CTE ointment, but it's like made of like cocoa butter or Luster's pink lotion. And she got to rub it on as an ointment every morning and it will like seep into her brain. Is it something I got a remedy. I got a remedy. What you got? 
Maybe she should have a baby with Nick Cannon, number 12. Wow. 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 <laughs> Bro, we'll fix that. I'm telling you. <sighs> I mean, listen. They're saying that this whole Roe v. Wade repeal is because people are afraid that there aren't enough white babies. And so I feel like the way to challenge that is like, well, we need to have more brown babies, but like black women have <laughs> been saving the world over and over again all the time. So like, wish yep. that shouldn't be on our shoulders. <laughs> so like, this is where she can be a part of the fight. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> play play but, your position. Play your position, Karen. <laughs> and she's position. embarrassed. She pulls herself out of the school and everything. Now she's going through this treatment. I, I'm, I'm really intrigued to see what this treatment it is maybe the treatment is putting her in another school that doesn't have as many black people that's the treatment so oh so you know. so go to university of georgia but i'm coming up next <laughs> <laughs> i will give you all my big up and my letdown of the day log on to the amanda seal show.com for the latest updates on what we discuss y'all this is the amanda seal show the amanda seal show we up we up we up we're back right here at the Amanda Seals Show. It's Amanda Seals. And I'm DJ Nails. And it is time to hand out my big up and let down for the day. Mm-hmm. The big up goes to the squad. All six members of the squad, meaning the six progressive house lawmakers, made their re-election bids a success. So shout oh, nice. out to... Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez of New York, Ilhan Omar of Minnesota, Ayanna Presley of Massachusetts, Rashida Tlaib of Michigan, Corey Bush of Missouri, and Jamal Bowman of New York. I am so happy to see all of them retain their seats. And when they call themselves progressive Democrats, it is because these are folks that are breaking from the centrist, oh, let me just kind of be in the middle type thinking of of Democratic Party politics, and they are actually progressively trying to see change for the people and they put their bodies out there on their line they put their voices to work and I'm so happy to say that I have gotten to actually interview a few of them on my podcast small doses and they are real people okay they are real people so if you don't know about these individuals you need to get to know them because they are in office for another run so again our big up goes to our squad getting reelected squad squad A (laughs) and now To our letdown. Okay. (laughs) I kind of have to laugh because I'm just mortified. So there was a lot of talk about this whole slavery on the ballot. It was a very like um, clickbait kind of heading because when you read that, what do you think, Nails? I I really don't believe it. I can't believe it's really happening in 2022. Well, when someone reads that, I feel like they're going to think slavery is actually on the ballot. But what it really meant was slavery as written into law in equating it to being a prisoner. So the law basically says that slavery is illegal unless you are punished by law and imprisoned. And so basically what it means is that being able to do forced labor in prison for free is legal. So that's some 1822 mess. And this actual language was on the ballot in five different states and They had the opportunity to have this language removed from the state constitution and people, people actually voted no, (laughs) like people actually voted to keep it. Okay. So the states that actually said, get it out of here are Alabama, Oregon, Tennessee, and Vermont. 
However, Louisiana, a former slaveholding state, said, no, no, it's fine. We'll keep it. I, I, okay, I'm going to just say I know that Louisiana is considered to be very racist, but I like to believe that people just didn't understand what the actual thing said. <laughs> like what, what, the what, what, the ver- what the verbiage in the language yeah. in that law said. I, I, I would like to believe that, just like you said. You would like to believe that, but what 2022 has showed us is that racism is still alive and thriving throughout this entire country. Very much so. Now, what I will say is that ahead of Election Day, the actual Democrat from Baton Rouge who wrote the amendment, who is Representative Edmund Jordan, he reportedly asked voters to reject the measure because its wording on the ballot differed from his proposal. So maybe it was just a matter of miscommunication and confusion. Either way, shout out to Alabama, Oregon, Tennessee, and Vermont, who apparently didn't have that confusion. And people said, we don't want it on the ballot. But also... A let down to all of you who voted to keep it because it wasn't like it was a hundred percent. So there's that. <laughs> oh my uh, God. We are here at the uh. Amanda Seal Show and we will continue to be here. So make sure you follow us on socials at Seal Said It or call us at 1 855 Amanda 8. That's 1 855 262 6328. Coming up next, I'll give you some more election results updates, including how several high profile election deniers lost, but a few won. And what that means, we will discuss next. It's the Amanda Seals Show. The Amanda Seals Show. We up, we up, we up. What's up? We're back. It's Amanda Seals here with... DJ Nails. Good morning. Now, we said, we promised we would give you some interesting results from Tuesday's election. Now, elections Mm -hmm. have consequences. Several election deniers, the people who were saying that 2020 was a whole fraudulent election that Trump was supposed to win, that's a lie. Uh, several of those folks lost Secretary of State. Now, just to be clear, Secretary of State would be the job that actually determines the legitimacy of elections when they happen in the state. So we had a lot of election deniers who were running for Secretary of State, which doesn't surprise me, and they lost in Massachusetts, Minnesota, New Mexico, Vermont, and Michigan. However, three of them folks won in Alabama, Indiana, and South Dakota. Bizarre world. Yep, five other (laughs) lost. But you know what? Here's the thing. Um, That means that crazy people are in charge (laughs) in these states. That's basically what that means. And if we're talking about democracy and the preservation of democracy, then we have to acknowledge that the Secretary of State role is a key component to preserving that. They are the ones who are going to make sure that elections are run fairly, smoothly, and they are going to legitimize who the winner is. And if you have a Secretary of State that is operating under pretenses and auspices that have anything outside of that to do with their job, well, baby, how are we going to make sure this is legit? Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. So, you know, it's a doozy. Um, What do you think, Nails? Do you think that it's possible to have a fair election with these people in place? I really don't. I honestly feel like the people who have been election deniers are actually projecting what they want to do if they got in that position of power, if that makes sense. Because you also remember there was a I forgot what the candidate name and what state he was running in, but he was running for the governor of a state. And he said, if I win governor, a Republican will never lose in this state ever again. Mm -hmm. And guess what? His ass lost in a landslide because people are still speaking up. People are actually using their voices, but it's certain states that just can't, you know, 
<laughs> can't get there yet. The folks, the folks ain't really hearing enough to make the decisions in their best interest. It's like the slow clap. Gotta get on the good foot. Well, shout out to Pennsylvania because y'all got on the good foot and got yourselves the right sure person did. and got sure Oz did. sent back to Oz. Uh, if you missed anything <laughs> on the Amy Show, we have a daily podcast that you can listen to wherever you get your podcast. Give us a call at 24-7 at 1-855-AMANDA-8. That's 855-622-6328. We have more of the Amanda Seal Show next. Hit us up. The Amanda Seal Show. We are. We up, we up. We ain't nobody's fool. No. We shaking up the system. Rewrite unwritten rules. Oh, come on. We speak the world all this We shine and rise. We up, we up, we up. The Amanda Seal Show. Seal said it, y'all. We up, we up, we up. Welcome back, y'all. Good morning, good morning. This is the Amanda Seals Show. I am Amanda Seals, joined by... DJ Nails, good morning. Coming up this hour, we're going to hit y'all with some more Black Urit news. It is Black Panther week. So my people in Wakanda, get ready, because the movie's about to break world records. I also got to talk about how, I mean, y'all already know this, because we understand the whole catfish of it all. Everything you see online is not real. A social media influencer was sentenced to 11 years in jail for fraud. Yep, fraudulence. We'll get to that. Also, y'all, 76-year-old Cher got herself a 36-year-old bruh and is in love. And um, people are upset. But baby, she told y'all years ago, do you believe, you believe in love? <laughs> And she got nine lives, baby, nine lives. Also, uh, the homie Lil Scrappy confronted his mother about how she raised him and how it affected his life on Love & Hip Hop. And it was really, really moving. And I want to talk about that and just how I'd love to see more of these conversations happening. But we're going to discuss all of this. And make sure you stay connected with us, by the way, 24-7, all socials. We're checking them right now, matter of fact, at Seal Said It on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, all that. Or you can call us up, 855-AMANDA-8. Again, 855-262-6328. It's the Amanda Seal Show. Welcome back to the Amanda Seal Show. It's Amanda Seals here. And it's DJ Nails. Are we doing some Black Urit news right now? We got to. We got to start off, of course, with Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, looking to have world dominance. They're expecting a $365 million opening. Um, More importantly, my question to y'all is, how are we dressing, family? (laughs) How are we dressing? I know you about to dress up all dashikis and everything. (laughs) You know what? Let me tell you, Nails. That's what I did the first go round. I feel like this go round, we should be in all white. Okay, we lost Chadwick and there was really only one T'Challa. I think really we got to come through in the all white Lisa Ray wardrobe and (laughs) respect, you know, and show respect to the dead. That's that's what I'm suggesting, family. That's what I'm going to be wearing. I'm going to be wearing all black when I attend the Black Panther Wakanda Forever release. All white. What did I say? You just said all black. 
You know what? That's a Freudian slip because I'm all black. <laughs> I see what you did there. I see what you did there. <laughs> and you know what? All the black people in there is going to be a lot of talking at the screen. So if yep. you if you are listening to the show right now and you're expecting a quiet movie theatrical experience, you need to go see it next weekend. It's not going go to be happening. The, or go to the matinee early. Go to the matinee yeah, early, like 2 o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> mm-hmm. Do that. Do that. All right. So I want to talk about... Um, this social media influencer, Hush Puppy, got sentenced to 11 years in prison over money laundering. Now, I, when I say where he's from, I don't want y'all to have a stereotypical response to the stereotype. Nigerian social media influencer, Hush Puppy, uh, <laughs> flaunted a lavish lifestyle fueled by his efforts to launder millions of stolen dollars and he was sentenced Monday in LA to more than 11 years in federal prison. Oh my gosh. Was it worth it? Apparently he was one of like the most prolific money launderers in the world. My question is always this. Do you think they don't see you? Do you think, why do you think they don't see you? I don't, I don't understand it. So apparently Nails, in 2019, he helped launder $14.7 million of stolen money by North Korean hackers from a bank in Malta funneling the money through banks in Romania and Bulgaria. Yo, he was Ozarkin for y'all, okay? The man got money going all kinds of places. When people talk about Swiss banks and stuff, this man got banks all over the world, like just putting money just through everything, just funneling it. That's crazy. $14.7 million? You know what? And some people might say, well, how is he even alive? And I think (laughs) this is one of them situations where I've watched too many shows because it's like, you know what? He probably did have his life threatened and was like, arrest me real quick. Arrest me. Arrest me real quick. Arrest me real quick. Because the safest place to be is with y'all right now. The safest place to be is with y'all. Well, okay. I mean, he was sentenced to 135 months in federal prison and he was ordered. Are you ready for this number? He was ordered to pay $922,857 in restitution to the law firm and $809,983 in restitution to the victim in Qatar because those are the two that he had scammed. And I just hear money like that and all I really hear is how are there kids that can't eat free lunch? That's literally where my mind goes. Because I'm like, you got all that money that you laundered that's going to be paid back to folks and there's still... Poverty? Bitch, where? In Washington, D.C.? Right. In Philly, in Jersey, you name it. So, you know, you got to see, you got to see these things and think, I I see these things and I think bigger, but I also, uh, you know, see some folks who are thinking younger and that person would be Cher. Okay. Oh, yeah. Cher is 76, <laughs> 76, and she's got her a young, tender, tenderoni. And we're going to talk about it when we come back because people are upset. <laughs> it's the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. What's good, y'all? It's Amanda Seals here at the Amanda Seals Show. Good morning. It's Nails right here. This story just cracks me up because <laughs> people are so yeah. mad, Nails. <laughs> People are so mad because Cher, you know, Sonny and Cher, do you believe in love and life after love, Cher? She has a new boo and her man is Amber Rose's baby daddy, not Wiz Khalifa, but her other baby daddy. And he's 36 and he's a brother and Cher is 76 and she is not a sister and people are upset. 
set. It's a 40 year difference between them, Amanda. You like it? I love it. (laughs) (laughs) 40 years. Apparently, Cher has said that, you know, there's no um, age on love and maybe he's mature. I don't know. I mean, she's older than his grandma. She's older than his grandma. And uh, (laughs) damn. Listen. Now, Let Amber Rose you. says that this brother like cheated on her with multiple women, oh, which he then well. admitted to. So, you know, I don't think Cher is really looking for like a long term situation. I don't think he is either. I think he just realized he hit the lottery. I think that's how he's looking at it. I mean, is Cher a sugar mama? Do we know? Do we think? I would look at her as a sugar mama. I mean, is Cher. And then also, let's keep in mind, we're talking about Cher who walked around with assless chaps for years. She did do that. She's bold. She is a <laughs> maverick. She is a risk taker. At the end of the day, I think, you know what? We look at our like grandparents and a lot of us will say, you know, we want our grandparents to experience love. You know, a lot of our grandparents didn't get to have like the true love relationships that they wanted to. You know, there was a different time. People were kind of stuck in situations. Well, guess what? Cher is a grandparent. She's 76. Like she is a yeah. grandparent. And why can't she get her groove on the same way anybody else can? And I think her she's taking very good. Probably the age. Her, oh, damn, that's true. I mean, but you know what? She's taking very good <laughs> <Exactly>. care of herself. <laughs> she's taking very good care of herself. And, you know, she she got money. So you can reconstruct anything at this point. So I'm just saying she may be 76 chronologically, but down there she may have she been able be to. 32. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. But I feel like she has remained flexible. So regardless, none of this is really our business. Uh, but. Hey, I think people are upset because people really don't like seeing other people happy. Like they really, really don't like seeing other people happy. He is a grown man. He can make his own decisions. She is a grown woman. She can make her own decisions. She did not trick this man into being with her. So you know what? Love is love. Stay connected. She's a grandma. Let her make her own decisions. She really is. She is an adult. Stay connected with the show on all socials as Seal said it. Coming up next, we got rapper and reality show star Scrappy who confronted his mom mm. about the way she raised him. And it was really, really moving and I want to talk yeah. about it. So stick around. You'll hear this and we will discuss more when you come back to the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, Long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. What's good, y'all? It's your favorite funny girl and common sense specialist, Amanda Seals. I'm here with... Good morning, it's Nails. So, um, rapper, reality show star, a little scrappy. He's a hair busser. He confronted his mother about the condition of how he was raised and how it affected him, and it was... It was really impactful. I want to let y'all hear it. You know why I'm like I am with her? Because of what you saw me go through. I didn't know. No. I saw your lifestyle. I grew up in a whorehouse. I grew yep. up in a trap house. Yep. So all I knew was that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I love you because you held it down. And like you did what you had to do. But imagine you you, you never a had child to, point of view. You How never you had to sleep it? with your mama 24-7 because you couldn't go in your room. Okay. You never had to walk in on my dope. Yeah. You never had to walk in on my 
just, just, you know what I'm saying? The way I was raised, I had to deal with that because everything that happened, I had to deal with that. And I'm still dealing with it because ain't nobody come and take me to give me no help. Ain't nobody got me no help. I got, I learned about that when I got older. Okay, okay. so do you, you know, Real, cuz like this what I, this in my head, in my head, my whole life, in my head. I go through. Hey, salute to Scrappy. Man, that's deep. I've known Scrap for a long, long time. You know, um, when I started uh, doing radio in my younger days coming out of college, uh, Scrap was getting popping. And so I think just because we were in the same age group, we related to each other. And mm. so, you know, just to see him continue to, you know, find success and, and find a place in this crazy showbiz thing has been dope. But, but I think the biggest thing has been seeing him find love with Bambi. And, yeah. you know, their family and their kids and hearing this revelation on TV, so many people can relate. And I think one of the biggest things they can relate to is the inner conflict of I know that this was not right, but I still love my parents because mm-hmm. they're my parents. And I think, mm-hmm. you know, though that that thing can can really drive people crazy because it makes you think that you're wrong for feeling the feelings that you know you have uh because it somehow makes you feel like you are uh dissing your 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 parent. You know, and even in mm-hmm. this he yeah. says like he makes a point of like affirming her and saying I love my mom. I love, you know, thank you for holding it down, but also like none of this was good. And mm-hmm. none of this was really something that I should have had to deal with. I think a lot of us, um, I've never, I I will say I did not have this experience growing up, but I know a lot of folks that have had similar experiences and it isn't until adulthood that I think a lot of folks start to realize, wait a minute, that was not normal. Mm -hmm. And even though I'm okay, that is in me and it shows up in ways that are still toxic. And, and big salute to Scrappy for that, too, because I, just like Scrappy, I'm a mama's boy. You know, I'm a mama's boy. And for 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 a man to hold on to that for so long and then to let it out to his mom, the person he thinks the world of, mm-hmm. finally let that out. And mm-hmm. also let the cameras catch that. Right. Anybody else who was in the room right. and allow that to even make it past the court, the cutting floor and everything like salute to him for allowing that. You know, I really appreciate just that, that, that is strength. That right there is strength. The vulnerability that he allowed himself to go to, but then also, like you said, to show that on national television, so many black folks carry this baggage around and Mm -hmm. think of it as shameful. They think of it as something they need to ignore. Think of it as something they need to push to the back. You don't forget these moments as children. You know, like there's this thing that people don't realize that your kid brain processes things at the way that it does when you're a kid. When you're an Mm -hmm. adult, you have more tools. You may have more resources, more experiences, but your body remembers the way that your brain received it as a child. And so the work that you're doing in therapy is to basically teach your brain and your body how to undo those reactions now that you have more tools to understand how to undo it. It's really, it's, it's, it's powerful to see this. And I and I um I know that in order for him to get to this point, he's had to do a lot of self-work. So, you know, shout out to him. And this is gonna make him a better father. This is making him a better a partner. Um, because this is also how you get to the bottom of your triggers. 
and you start to realize, wait a minute, I am showing up in my life as an adult with trauma that is harming other people and it's based on the harm other people did to me. And so that's why Mm. they say hurt people hurt people. people. But I want to encourage everybody who's listening. I want you to know that your past doesn't have to be your present. You do not have to carry that with you any further. You can be the ending of these generational curses Curses. and of these, these traumas. And we now more than ever have access to the ways to our to therapy and and meditative practices etc and a friend of mine once said you know shame on your parents for what they did to you back in the day but shame on you for staying that way so i encourage Ooh. everybody i encourage everybody i encourage everybody to take hold of your wellness and know that you do not have to be your past the amanda seal show we up we up we up What's up, y'all? It's Amanda Seals here, joined by... DJ Nails. Welcome to the Amanda Seals Show. Now, listen, I was very forlorn on the day after the election, but I've been I've been honestly getting my pet back because there really is a lot of positive things that came out of this election, far more than I think any of us thought could happen, right? Definitely. On the surface, like, we just, we didn't wake up in Nazi Germany. And I think that... That right there is something worth like giving some props to. And I said I was going to give you all some interesting results from Tuesday's election. So I want to give you some positive results. All right. So first of all, shout out to Maxwell Frost, the Democrat. I said this earlier in the show and I'm going to say it again. The first member of Gen Z elected to Congress. Y'all, he is 25 Afro-Latino. He is not playing games with y'all. And I'm just really excited to see that happen, particularly in a state like Florida, where there's just so much that needs to get shifted in the right direction. Uh, Then we have in California, Democrat Shirley Weber will be California's first elected black secretary of state. Uh, Weber is a former state assemblywoman. She's been serving in the position since last year after Newsom picked her to secede Alex Padilla, who is now the first elected Latino senator from California. So he just left that position of secretary of state, ran for senator and is now the first elected senator. I voted for him. Uh, (laughs) What else we got going on? Connecticut. Democrat Stephanie Thomas will be the first black woman elected secretary of state of Connecticut. Now, anybody who knows me nails knows that I really don't be liking all the first blacks like all these first black, first black. I'd be like, it's 2022. And that, I was going to say that too when you kept mentioning first black this, first black that. I'm like, damn, we still having the first black of something elected somewhere in this country? Hell, we're even seeing slavery being voted on on, on the ballots in 2022. Man, uh, listen, that right there is bonkers. <laughs> but you know, so I guess as a change of pace, the first Asian American uh, lieutenant governor was elected in Maryland. By the way, the lieutenant governor is the person who will take over. They are next in line for governor if something should happen to a governor. So it's a very important position. And that is Democrat Aruna Miller. Uh, Massachusetts got the first out lesbian governor in U.S. history, which I thought was wild. Like, really? Wait. Oh, wait. No, I'm, I'm tripping. I was thinking uh, Lord Lightfoot uh, in Chicago, but Chicago's mayor, not a state. It's a city. Right, it's a city right, and she's a mayor. Right. 
Wow. All right. Well, you know what? A lot of firsts across the diversity spectrum, I would consider to be a positive thing. So, definitely. you know, again, I definitely felt like we were having a doomsday occurrence and it looks like there actually are a lot of silver linings at play in this election. So we're going to keep lifting those up while we keep acknowledging the things that we still need to work on. Our phone lines are always open at the Amanda Seals show. Make sure you check in with comments and questions. I would love to hear what are some of the things you all do think we need to address at as we continue to hold our elected officials accountable. Hit us up at 1-855-AMANDA-8. That's 855-622-6328. We got more of the Amanda Seals Show next. The Amanda Seals Show. We up, we up, we up. We ain't nobody's fool. No. We shaking up the system. Rewrite unwritten rules. We speak the here at the Amanda Seals Show. I'm Amanda Seals. And I'm Nails. And it don't have to end even though we're in the last hour. You can always follow us on our socials, by the way, at Seals Said It. And, you know, you can listen to it all over again on our podcast at yep. the Amanda Seals Show. So this hour, uh, we, as we saw the election unfold and we saw on Wednesday just all of the continued results coming in and, you know, looking at the bigger picture of things, you start to realize that actually, like, this wasn't as bad as it could have been. And I know that's mm-hmm. a low bar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's a yep. low bar. Yep. But it wasn't a red wave. It was more of like a red trickle. And we're going to talk about that in Black Your News coming up this hour. We're also going to talk about what... I can't even believe we have to talk about because I can't even believe it happened. But seven fires were deliberately set around Jackson State University in Mississippi, including churches on Election Day. So we're going to talk about that as well as something I found out. Pandemic stress caused changes in women's menstrual cycles. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about that. We're also going to get into the big up, let down. So you're going to want to stick around to hear who gets the props and who gets the blows. We will discuss this and more. And, and by the way, just like I said, at Seal said it on all social media, our phone line is always open too, where you can call us up. Shout out to everybody who's been hitting us up. It's 855-AMANDA-8, okay? 1-855-262-6328. It's the Amanda Seal Show. Welcome back to the Amanda Seals Show. It is your girl, Amanda Seals. And I'm Nails. Looking forward to the weekend, but it always feels like the weekend here on the Amanda Seals Show. It does always feel like the weekend here at the Amanda <laughs> Seals Show. Um, so, Nails, I know that you love talking about menstrual cycles. <laughs> the, the devil is a liar. <laughs> Don't put that out there. <laughs> okay, so listen. The reason why we want to talk about this is because basically pandemic stress has been found to uh, have changed women's periods. So they're saying that a new study is saying that half of women saw changes in their menstrual cycles due to pandemic-related stress. And that's not surprising. Like, Nails, did you know that menstrual cycles are affected by stress? I I feel like stress just affects anything. Like, stress can bring on any type of changes. And I know a lot of us went through some stuff during the pandemic. I don't care who it was. You could be a millionaire or a billionaire. During the pandemic, a lot of us were stressed out during the pandemic. 
Yes. A lot of us were very stressed out during the pandemic and a lot of women felt that in a number of different ways. Uh, apparently it changed menstrual cycles, length, duration, flow, spotting, uh, watching nails deal with this conversation is its own source it's of joy for me. So nasty. Um, <laughs> it's like, <laughs> there was like this literal video that came on, uh, this video where this woman was asking men around, uh, I think that she was in DC and she was asking them questions about women's bodies and she was asking asking like, hey, do you think you can pee when a tampon is in? Nails, what do you think? Yeah. Correct. Good job. Good job. Right. Good job. You are yeah, correct. You are correct. Because uh, I don't want to sound too graphic or whatever, but I, you know, kind of know a woman's anatomy. It's you not better the same say hole. you know a woman's anatomy. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the same hole, you know? That is correct. That is correct. Okay, I'm going to ask you another question. Okay. How many... Tampons estimated, do you think a woman would use over a four day menstrual cycle? Now, is it is it a heavy flowing period or what? You're asking the right questions, Nails. You're asking the right questions. Are you asking the right <laughs> questions? Is it a heavy flowing? The reason why I'm glad you're asking the right questions is because someone answered and said one, two, one. Nah, and bro. That's like, nah, nah. I know that's, that's not right. Okay, Nails. I'm impressed. I'm impressed. I, I, Nails be I, I, trying I, I, to I, act I, like he's like a macho, macho man. No, but he knows. I, 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 got a, I got a sister. I got a mom. You know, okay. I got I got nieces. Like, you know, you know. You got sisters. You got moms. You got nieces. So, of course. That makes sense. And I appreciate that you have the Period. I had to do it. I had to do it. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, I appreciate that you had the knowledge. Well, we got the big up let down when we get back. So make sure you keep it locked right here to the Amanda Seals Show. And make sure you check us out on socials at Seals Said It. The Amanda Seals Show. We up, we up, we up. Well, there you have it, Nails. Another another show down in our first week here on 100.3 WRMB. What yeah. a week to start, right? Yeah, like, election week. <laughs> it's a election doozy. It's, let me tell y'all, it's not going to always be like this, okay? It's not going to be always a bunch of politics. But you know, I be knowing, so I'm going to have to drop in the little dimes of little gems ever so often. Now, speaking of dimes and gems and vibranium, coming up tomorrow, it's Wakanda Friday! Yes! Can't wait. I can't wait. Celebrating the release of the Black Panther sequel. I'm so excited. We'll have all your Black Grit news, my big up let down. Make sure you check out the daily podcast available wherever you get your podcasts. Also, stay connected with us on social media at Seal Said It. We just, we're going to end the week on a high note. That's the plan. Yep. So make sure you remember this. We are each other's business. When we look out for each other, we lift each other up. See y'all tomorrow. Wakanda forever. The Chada Lulu. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up.